to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bosey. Very glad to have you with me today. And also very glad to hear from you about the email series that I just finished, uh, Email Marketing 201, especially a nice surprise about getting comments and feedback about what, let's face it, is kind of a boring topic, list hygiene and maintenance, Boring, but very, very important, and it seemed that you thought so as well, and it's nice to, to hear that this spurred uh, some action for folks, and uh, it was just nice to hear from you that this was actually helpful. So thanks for reaching out. I always, always appreciate that. All right, today I want to do something a little bit different. Um, this will serve as sort of an interstitial episode in between email marketing 201 and social media 201. And I want to focus on a story from a client of mine. I have her permission to share her story, and I'll keep it anonymous, though it's probably not too hard to figure out who this is. Uh, and something that she experienced recently, which I wouldn't wish on anyone. Uh, horror story involving Facebook and uh, just, you know, to cut right to the lesson, this will tell you, look, you can't just have all your eggs in the Facebook basket or any social media platform for that matter. You have to have an email list and here's why. The story begins a couple months ago when this client of mine had her Facebook account hacked uh, she had a an artist page, because uh, like I said, she's a jazz singer, and had about 2,600 followers. And look, Facebook is not very good for much, but for musicians, it's actually very useful for at least just the events feature, right? When you have a gig, you post on it, that's where everybody expects uh, to, to see it. Um, and that feature is actually pretty useful to musicians. So as much as I'm down on Facebook pretty useful in that regard. So her account gets hacked, must have been pretty pretty bad stuff that was being posted by the hackers. Um, I would assume hate speech or some other type of thing. She never was able to see what they were posting. And thankfully, it would appear that her friends didn't see these posts either. But it must have been pretty bad because when she made an appeal to Facebook, Facebook said it's been permanently deleted and could not reinstate it. So that leads us to believe that it was something pretty bad for Facebook to just permanently delete it. No exceptions. She's not getting this account back. But just imagine from her perspective now, she had 2,600 people that she could be in touch with to let people know about new recordings, about gigs, uh, using that events feature. And now she has absolutely no access to them. They're gone. They're not on an email list. They were just in Facebook. All that time that she spent building up this audience, uh, all of it's gone, completely wiped away and through no fault of her own, right? This is a hacker who gained access and ultimately ended up getting her account shut down. Now she has no ability to run her business. This audience of 2,600 people becomes zero, all for something that's completely out of her control and she can't get it back. So think about this for a second. Imagine that, put yourself in her shoes right now, right? What would you do if your only means of connecting with your audience was through this platform, Facebook, and it goes away? Look, this type of thing could happen to you or me 
today, tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever. This is a possibility. And the whole point of telling this story is just to make sure that you have your audience living somewhere that you have access to them, somewhere that you control. Now, on this podcast, I've talked about this issue over and over again. It's called digital sharecropping. When you build on someone else's land and you want to avoid that. This is why it's so important to have your own website and your own email list. It's not to say that something bad couldn't happen in either of those domains either, right? You could have a DDoS attack on your website, or you could have your email list shut down um, or blacklisted uh, for, for some reason. But generally speaking, these are platforms that you are better able to control and thereby you don't want to leave your business at risk in this way. And here's the thing. After a couple of months, it was evident what was going on here. It looks like the, the hacking that was done was to sort of expose the page so that someone else could get into it, get it shut down. And what it looks like happened is there's an outfit that looks like they're out of Vietnam uh, who uh, captured all of her content. And, and most importantly, I would guess, all of her followers... Uh, the, the account is under her name still, though the URL is different. And they're taking those 2,600 people. They added another, what is it, 3,500 bots or so to, to make sure that these, uh, uh, so that this looks active. And they're posting uh, every two hours, 24 hours a day, uh, these uh, ads for a Vietnamese clothing line. So in other words, they're taking this list of 2,600 people and they're spamming the hell out of them every uh, two hours or so. And I get the strategy here. Uh, the idea here is, look, you know, for any Facebook page, um, you know, you're only going to get about 3% reach. So 2,600, that's only about 75 people are going to see any given post. And probably given the way that the feed works for a page, most of her friends and followers are not going to see most of these posts. Uh, but to, to gain engagement, you could fill this certainly with this other 3,500 uh, quote-unquote people. They're really bots and probably fake accounts uh, to mimic engagement so that, uh, so that these posts actually get seen. Now, eventually, look, we've gone through and reported this page. Uh, she's done it. I've done it. She's asked her friends to report this page. Because uh, there's not really a good uh, recourse, uh, a good way to get it shut down from the outside, even though it bears her name. Like it still says her name and there are still posts from her. You have to go way back, of course, because they've just been spamming. But there are still posts from her in the feed. There are still her photos there. There's still her music there. So they've taken over all the content and the audience on this page. And what's worse is from her perspective, they've stolen her identity. I mean, these are being posted as her. It's not only that they've taken away her ability to do business and reach the people that she's, you know, this audience that she's built. It's also that they're impersonating her. She feels violated, uh, and rightfully so. This is just a terrible thing, and, and guess what? Facebook will do nothing about it. And we've gone through all the, the process on this, too. You can go to facebook.com slash hacked. 
and you go in, you fill out uh, all the things that that describes, uh, you know, via menus and and uh, radio buttons and all that, that that tries to approximate what's going on here when you you report this. And this site just puts you in a in a customer service in quotes loop. <laughs> it just cycles and it, you get nowhere. And of course, they don't really want to hear from you. They got 2.4 billion users, so they can't really hear from everyone. And I imagine that this type of nefarious activity happens all the time. So uh, it's just too much for them to review. So, you know, she reports it. They don't care. She's been a victim of impersonation of her identity. They've stolen her ability to do business and connect with those people. And they don't care. And this is just one reason in a long list of why Facebook is just an awful company and why I've completely dialed back on the way that I use it and how I depend on it. Uh, Because I just feel like, you know, you get this type of thing that happened to this client of mine, uh, to to all the the other things that you read about in the news. There's no reason to recount all of this, but uh, I just feel really bad for her that this happened to her. And, you know, what's our, our recourse right now? You know, when we sat down together to go over this, we're like, well, look, let's try to remedy it with Facebook because that would be the that'd be the optimal result is just to reinstate it. That's not going to happen, it would appear. So the next thing is to just look at it as an opportunity to rebuild. So she initiated a new Facebook profile. Her strategy now is going to be to use a profile and no longer a page, um, because after all, as a singer, uh, her brand is her. uh, So that's good. Uh, But she's got to build all this up from scratch. And now, of course, you know, we're also going to make sure that she builds up an email list to go along with it so that she has control over this. It's really that simple. Um, It's unfortunate that that this happened. She learned a very hard lesson, but uh, like I said, I had her permission to share this with you because uh, if this is a lesson that you and I can learn as well so that we prepare ourselves uh, for something like this that just as easily could have happened to you or me. So if you are completely dependent on a Facebook page to connect with your audience and run your business, it's time to get a plan B in place because that could become your plan A. And you should make it your plan A, but you don't want to be forced into it uh, like in this story here. So time to get that in order. And look, this is not that hard to do, uh, even just to get the basic setup. Uh, you know, I've done a whole series on more intermediate strategies. If you reel back the past few episodes, email marketing 201. Uh, and I do plan to do some more of the basics of just getting a good list set up. But really, just start by opening an email an account. There are dozens to choose from. My personal preference is MailChimp. I use it personally, and if I have a say in it, my clients use it too because it's pretty easy. It's free for the first 2,000 subscribers. You can do all the automation. Uh, It's a really great starting point, and I would say just get going. And look, if you need some help beyond that, 
book a session with me. Just go to controlmousemedia.com slash strategy, uh, book a block of time. You and I can sit down and I can walk you through it. Um, we can even do it together so that, uh, so that we make sure that you get it set up right. Or another thing that you can do if you're just looking for uh, some quick strategy check-ins is you can go to Patreon and uh, the tier on there that's called the strategy tier. Uh, we can meet briefly month to month. Uh, just to check in, and you can find that at patreon.com slash mbozi. That's M-B-O-E-Z-I. And I left links in the show notes for you just to make it easy to find. All right, hope that this story serves as a good call to action to make sure that this stuff is in order for you. Uh, as you can see, it's really, really important. You don't want to be in this position. All right, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.